0: Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. It's Brian Prudhomme. It's Dave Cook. It is Saturday. Hope everybody's enjoying their Saturday. We guarantee you, you'll enjoy the next couple of hours. Or at least we try to do that. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are here with you until noon. And as I always say, radio is not a visual medium, but if it was, Dave Cook, we come together when it comes to the College of St. Scholastica and prep hockey broadcasts on this station. But we are representing... The various places that we work (laughs) separately today. I just happened to look as it started. You've got Topper Hockey on because you've got that on your calendar today. And I've got East Basketball on because that's on my calendar today. But again, that continues to be the coolest part of this time of year. You can fill your calendar with whatever you want.
1: A hundred percent. And if you're a sports fan, you can watch, I mean, any level, any sport. I mean, that's what I mean. You pick the sport, you pick the team,
0: they're around somewhere.
1: What do you think? Should I break? out? I don't out, very often. Should I break out our intro as the intro to Scholastica Women tonight? Like we've had, we had a loss on the last intro that we did, so I got to get rid of that and put a new one in. We could put Good Times Roll after I announce their team, um, and I could just fire
0: that up. Gonna, yeah, that'd work. I'm gonna say that you should, and here's why. So last week to start the show, I was complaining about the ins and outs of Senior Day, right? Mm-hmm. So Senior Day went fine, but during the game the iPad system that does the game music went kablooey on us. Oh, so you had to sing it? No, so oh. I said, okay, well, we'll use my phone. So then the pressure's on me of, well, here's my playlist. We're going to find out if a sports crowd likes it or not. <laughs> well, our open is on my playlist in my phone, and I rocked it during the timeout, and you saw the crowd dancing, so I say go with it.
1: Yeah, I think we might have to do something. It is senior day as well, so that would be, that would be appropriate song for senior day as well, Let It Rip.
0: And you've got a rather lengthy senior day with hockey, don't you? You don't have, you know, four or five kids as I did last weekend, so maybe I shouldn't be complaining at all. You've got, what,
1: a dozen or so? I had nine men, and I think I have nine women uh, today. But um, the nice thing, again, Brian, about college um, senior days, and you know this, there's never mom saying, I remember our trips to the lake when we were just six, and you kept telling me, I'm going to play hockey someday, Mom. And, uh, you know, we get to read that stuff, and it always seems really really personal for us to be reading you know
0: i'll tell you what i enjoy when you told that story because the smile that you were giving grew as you told it because i know where it comes from for you and i can relate to it too but i also glanced at my phone because i got a message as we're opening up here on the northland sports page and a very dedicated listener said can you guys stop being so chipper in the morning we had a rough <laughs> friday night but we're still listening Do you think we have too much energy in the morning? I know we've said to each other, with all due respect to our jobs, our families, our wives, etc., that this is some of the best time we get per week just to do what we do. Are we too happy? Well, I'll tell you what. If you wanted
1: me to come in on a day that I wasn't going to be happy, today would be the day after what I had to watch last night at the rink. Um, And so today would be the day that I would have come in grumpy. Uh, But, no, I have plenty of energy for for radio today, Brian.
0: I was going to say, if any of our listeners don't like positivity today, they may not like the opening topic because it was Valentine's Day earlier this week on Wednesday. Now, I didn't do much of anything at least Valentine-related as far as my wife being my Valentine because, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on my perspective, my Valentines this year were the Saints-Classica men's basketball players (laughs) because I spent my evening in Rife Gymnasium watching their final home game. So I kind of made a makeshift Valentine's Day last night. Jen and I got to get some carryout for dinner, watch a couple shows we like to catch up on. And I was actually home on a Friday night, which hadn't happened in months. So we got to spend some time together. But again, we had to do it a little bit late. So what you and I are going to do is talk a little bit about love. No, hopefully not Jordan. He might come up, but I can't see how. But talk about Kevin. love in the sports world and celebrate Valentine's Day here on the show a little bit late as well.
1: Yeah, no, Valentine's Day, we actually did something with mom on Valentine's Day because, you know, dad, this is the second swing through Valentine's Day and this was my dad's favorite holiday. Right. And so we we made Wait a sure. minute, I
0: said right as if you should continue your story and I want you to, but I want to back up. That was your dad's favorite holiday? You don't he, hear that
1: very often. No, nah, he loved to give mom stuff. Oh, okay. And so Valentine's Day was a big deal and it and it you know, it's never really Can been I a tell big you something terrible
0: house. before you continue? There was a time where I really liked it as well because I know my mom is listening and I want to give her some major credit here. My mom constantly spoiled us. You could argue that, you know, I'm going to be 45, my sister's going to be 49 and she still does. My mom still spoils both of us. But what I'm telling you is Valentine's Day as a kid, we used to get gifts that were as cool sometimes as the stuff you got for Christmas. Like I'm a big video game guy. At least I was as a kid, just sports games. I'm not Call of Duty. I'm not a gamer by any stretch, but... You name the sports video game, and I had it. I remember Wrestling one? I I actually did have one. a boy. Video games, it was fine. You know, it's the it's live <laughs> stuff I can't handle. But I remember, and some people will know this and some people won't, but I remember getting gifted Blades of Steel for Valentine's Day one year, and that was nice. pretty
1: sweet. Go ahead. Nice. Yeah, no, we didn't get any of that, Brian. We got, hey, happy Valentine's Day. That was that. Except Grandma. Grandma would send us a card. But... um Yeah, no, Dad Dad spent a lot of money on Mom on Valentine's Day. So without that, we had to do a little something. So we got a pie from the Rustic, and um, we sat back and watched a little TV and talked about stuff, and good good night.
0: All right, so we've been plugging places that we went in terms of Valentine's Day, but we got places that plug us, thankfully, and we're going to plug them back and tell all of our listeners out there to stop in and do some business with these folks.
1: Yeah, the other thing we did do that night was... Welcome to the Blackwoods Group, London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Black, Blackwater right downtown and where Dave uh, bought his food for Valentine's Day at Tavern on the Hill. Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, Your Carrier, HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewards, Bike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. Do you still get the TV deal
0: today? The right? TV deal is still going. Actually, and I talked to Tom at Kohler and... I said, I don't know if you've been listening week to week because I know a lot of the car dealership employees, they work on Saturdays and I don't know if they have the show on in the background or not. But I said, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but people have commented that, you know, I keep making that plug for if you need a vehicle, but don't need the TV, don't forget the non-drivers. And Tom's known me for a long time and he said, oh, you love it. It's a sweet TV too.
1: We set one aside for you, Brian, just in case we don't sell. You might you might think that's why I mentioned it I was waiting for him to say something like that but I don't have
0: that big of an in with our sponsors, but we do oh, love them go ahead. and
1: comfort systems who once again came through for us when we had a we had a little bit of a furnace noise that we'd never ever heard and uh, you know comfort systems buckled up and they were there on a Saturday morning and while we were here they were there um, taking care of of uh, the furnace because that's what we pay monthly for and again if you live in our community and you're not hooked up on comfort systems, you're behind. you're behind. You need to just go do that.
0: Absolutely correct. So, again, we do love our sponsors, and the theme of the day is going to be love. No, not Jordan. I'm going to keep saying I that. I want to know what this means. As much as it would be nice to have Packer fans added to our listener base, it would be odd because it's probably the one team we openly ridicule a little bit.
1: Hey, Packer fans wouldn't pick Jordan. They'd pick David Bakhtiari.
0: But I'm trying to stay with the love theme.
1: Right. That's that's who they'd love, though. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about the passion, not the name.
0: That was one of those drop-ins that you just wondered where he got that from. But (laughs) at any rate, that's why we love Dave Cook. So the opening topic today is going to revolve around love because part of what we do here, and I would say the majority, if not all of what we do here on the Northland Sports page, really stems from our love of sports, our love of community, our love of talking about it openly because at times in Minnesota, of course, it's therapeutic. But we've said, how many times if somebody says, hey, I caught your show, I love it, or Sometimes they say, I caught your show and don't say anything more. And then sometimes you wonder if they're just being Minnesota nice. But how many times have you said, oh, we love doing this. We're just having a good time.
1: Yeah, more than once. I mean, being when people say, what's it like? That's usually the first response. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We love what we love what we're doing. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so the show is something that that we certainly, you know, love, I guess.
0: Yes. yes. So we've talked about this before. We've talked about, you know, where did this love of sports come from? And we know in terms of our families. Both of our fathers were mammoth influences to that piece. So we couldn't go down that road for an opening topic again, as much as I'd love to pay homage to your dad and mine. And I, in some ways, feel like this show does that every week, don't you?
1: No, 100%. 100%. All
0: right. So what we're going to do this time around is we're going to talk about our love of sports in terms of players, and we're going to do it all time. We're going to do it current, and we're going to do it sport by sport. What well, we also said we're going to do, which might be fun, might be difficult, might be a little bit of both, is we're going to do Minnesota only, but then we're going to broaden it to the sport all-encompassing. Yep, yep. Right. So the players that we love, because I don't think about this super often. I love teams, and most of the teams right. have Minnesota at the front of it. Do we have favorite players? Of course. Of course. I don't always think of players that I love or loved, as the case may be.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I hundred when I was little, there were probably right. players, and right. I can think of one player in as an adult that I that I felt that 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 for.
0: Well, and it depends on how strong is the word love. It's like when you're early in a relationship, are you ready to tell somebody you love them or not? Because I can sit and poke fun at you and say, "Well, you love Baker Mayfield, you loved Johnny Football." And you can look at me and go, I did like him, but you're not going (laughs) to say, I I love that guy. No, No,
1: you don't. I would say I'm a sucker for that type of quarterback. Right. But I think you're
0: absolutely correct with, you know, when you were younger, it was easy to, you know, have that passion for a player. So I think that's what makes the all time part a little bit easier because you can go back to when you were nine and ten and go, I know that I loved this player Yep, as an adult I guess we're a little more non-committal. I, I like you, but I got to see other people. Well, you know? it goes back to the
1: fact what we didn't want to see now is a championship before right. we just wanted to see Right, players, I
0: love so. the idea of winning. It's lost on us.
1: Yes, it 100% is. And here we go again with the right. nobody wanting to spend money and or nobody wanting to move on from players. All right, so which should we start with?
0: That's the interesting part because we've talked about, you know, the NFL is king, so we could start with the Vikings. Pitchers and catchers reported this week, so the Twins are... About to be in season. The Wild and Wolves are. Your hand is raised. My wife would love it as a teacher. Yes, Dave, what would e- you like to do? Let's do
1: the easy one for me. What? And now it's a little different because I don't think he's completely uh, active anymore. But let's start with the NBA.
0: Okay, so we'll start with the NBA. Go Who ahead. Who do I love? Who do you love, current or all-time?
1: Well, it's current within a couple weeks.
0: Current within a couple weeks?
1: Yeah, just retired.
0: Just- oh,
1: come on. Timberwolves. Dave loves not necessarily a member of the Timberwolves now, but an active player who was a Timberwolf,
0: who retired a couple of weeks ago. Yes,
1: Mr. Rubio. Oh, that's my okay. guy. That is the simplest answer of any of these sports. I'm
0: actually disappointed in myself. I didn't get that.
1: the uh, the The one player for the Timberwolves that I can say that current, you know, within. Experience I was gonna say nine. what
0: what category are you putting him in then? Because he's not oh, a current
1: player. Well, he was until like two weeks ago. He's not a current
0: Timberwolf. Okay, but
1: he's a current player, so I stretched it a little bit. Because easiest answer in any sport as an adult, the player I loved was Ricky Rubio.
0: Okay, so who's your all timer in the NBA? Because when you said let's start with the NBA, because I know the guy I love, I went to Magic Johnson for you yeah, right that, away.
1: That would be the other guy. Magic was amazing and and beyond that it's probably the dream probably Akeem you know Olajuwon. this could
0: have been kind of fun too we could have played like a sports version Let's of guess. the newlywed yes. game and say can i get yours and can you get mine and how many points do we get if we get
1: that right yeah right no it's it's magic or akim A lot. actually <laughs> there is one guy that nobody seems to like remember xavier um mcdaniel the x-man yes yeah, the x-man was was pretty cool too
0: he comes in handy on Immaculate Grid, by the way, if you play that. because oh, I believe he played for the Knicks and the Celtics, and I struggle finding folks Sup- that did both of those. Supersonics as well.
1: Right. I, I bought his shoes. Man, it's the, only, it's the only player I ever bought tennis shoes because they, it was their shoe.
0: What about your first love? Because there's another category that we could put in here. Because I know Magic is your all-timer. Ricky, okay, I'll give you the stretch of being current. Yes, who's, was... who's the first NBA player you loved? God, that's a great question.
1: I remember seeing a poster for George Gervin the Iceman. And uh, I remember thinking that was really cool. I yeah. need to follow that guy.
0: All right. Because the first one for me and I'm going to get the Boston eye roll from Dave Cook, but the first one for me was Larry Legend. Larry Bird for sure. The first basketball related birthday gift I got was a Nerf hoop and basketball that had Larry Bird's face on and signature on the backboard. So he was definitely first for me. He's probably my all-timer too. But as I got older and Again, having cerebral palsy my entire life, I think I was realistic about what I can and can't do as a basketball player. And I think a lot of that childhood impressionist type idea is, you know, emulation. Who can you truly emulate and who can't you? Now, that makes me feel bad when so I bring up certain Rodman players guys, because am I am I putting them akin to people with cerebral palsy? No, I'm not. But I became a perimeter shooter and, and not a lot else. Had long arms, liked to rebound because of that. Was I a Rodman fan? Yes. Was I a Rodman I was just thinking everything that you, really?
1: you can or cannot do kind of is encapsulated in Dennis Rodman. You're not going to wear a dress. You're probably not going to go with the bright red um, thing. You're not a multiple piercing guy and and rebounding and running all over the court stuff. He is like your not doppelganger.
0: Okay. Again, a, a bit of a weird take, but we're having fun here on February 17th <laughs> on the Northland Sports page. So my point was I went from Larry Bird to... I don't go with a lot of stars after that. I would say my all-timer after Larry Bird being my first one was a guy like Dan Marley. Yeah, I loved him. Everything about Dan Marley, whether it was Phoenix, Miami, Cleveland, what have you, if Dan Marley was playing, I was in. And when we played pickup games on the driveway and, you know, as kids, okay, you're going to be this guy, you're going to be this guy, you're going to be this guy. You know, my friends were Jordan and Pippen or Barkley or you know, name a star, and that's who they were. And I was Dan Marley, yeah, standing John in the corner, Hornacek. right? Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, his the, cousin John was a good dude. I'm the, sure. A hundred percent,
1: he was great. So here's a question for you: Were there any guys that you loved in college basketball, but when they hit the NBA, you either lost track of them, you didn't like them anymore, the team they went to? So mine is is that UNLV undefeated team? It's Augman and Johnson, Stacey and Augman. and Grandmama. And uh, in college, I just adored those guys. And then they went and played for, well, you know, and I lost Larry track Johnson of Well, Larry Johnson
0: was a little more impactful in the NBA, certainly, than Stacey Ogman. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you on some of those teams. You know, close to home, it's probably Christian Laettner. Because yeah. I, I really liked him at Duke, judge me accordingly. I was excited, even though the two before him were much better picks. I was excited for the Wolves. And then we got him, and we went, oh.
1: <laughs> yes, we did go. You know? Uh,
0: Eric, Eric Montross for me was kind of the same way. Yeah. I liked him in North Carolina. Yes, it was possible to like Duke players and North Carolina players. He actually went to Boston, which was a good fit for me. And then I watched him play and went, oh, uh,
1: yeah. You know, may
0: he rest now, tragically dying earlier
1: this year. The um, the all-time wolf, though, for me is a little bit more difficult. So Rubio is the current one, and I use this as a crutch. Okay. Um, because it's J.R. Ryder. For you like yes yeah. and again it's because of the moxie get stuff done but i mean his drug issues you know overran everything but man when he was on the court and he was he was good to go he was so much fun to watch he right was, he was like ant but without the without the special gear right he didn't have it right ant has it and um and uh, that's kind of
0: who he reminds me of. Because well, if Jr. had it, he might have been able to overcome those off-court demons and would have been a star yeah. for much longer, rather than known for one slam dunk contest win. Basically, yep, yep. The all-time wolf for me, for me, again, it's this is not the best. This is who Dave and I loved. Close. Lou Richardson. No, it was a. It was kind of a tie between Anthony Peeler and Wally Zerbiak. You talked about guys in college that you grew to like and then lost track of when they hit the NBA wally for me was kind of the reverse had no clue who he was until his ncaa tournament with miami of ohio i believe and then we got him and that was kind of the feeling holy cow we got this guy that was you know dominating in march just a couple of months ago and then i loved what he did as a timberwolf
1: yeah no that's a good one um zerbiak was i mean he was kind honestly he was kind of steph curry before steph curry who played you know in a small market small small college willed his team to the to the NCAAs brought him as far as he he could um, and then when he played in the NBA did he I mean, obviously he didn't follow the Steph Curry right. model there but he was still really good I mean and Steph Curry remember with Davidson he was a short guard at a small school and he was the, the risk right and uh, he's been okay
0: All right we got to move because we haven't even gotten through one sport fully and we have 11 minutes till we have to get to <laughs> Dave hoops we're too busy talking hoops right now so real quick. Current love on the Wolves. Current love, maybe not. I'll tell you, I'll save you some time. Current love, not on the Wolves. You covered it for me. You just talked about Steph. Steph Curry's my, my favorite non-Timberwolf.
1: Yeah. Current. Uh, ooh, boy. Current NBA guy that i follow. followed that I, I, you know what? It's probably Ant. And so I can't, I mean, I, there's really, I don't like the Warriors. Um, Brian, I, I don't have an answer for you on that one.
0: But your current. Favorite Wolf, then, is Anthony Edwards. It it is. I love
1: everything about what he brings.
0: My current favorite Timberwolf is Rudy Gobert because everybody just wrote him off last year immediately. And I said, hey, what he's done so far here is exactly, statistically speaking, basically who he is. And let's find out if he's better when he gets to play with Carl Anthony Towns. Whether or not Towns is the reason why, I don't know. But my goodness, you've got a lot better Rudy Gobert in year two than you did in year
1: one in Minnesota. You really, you really do. It's it's he's fun. He is fun now that he's in his own spot and that Timberwolves play defense around him, that he can be a little bit more forceful right. rather than having to, you know, think about what it is he's doing. So yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. So pitchers and catchers reported this week. Ironically, that was also on Valentine's Day. I was probably more romantic about that than most things. So let's go to baseball. Your first love, whether or not they're in Minnesota. Go ahead
1: had my first love in baseball. This is going to be really, really weird. And it's Thurman Munson, because I didn't like the Yankees, but he was the guy you had to look at and say, "But man, he was everything you wanted." He was right. grizzled. He'd come through in the clutch. He he ran the pitching staff. It was he was like the original guy you'd want to be. The other guy is Aussie, and and that's that's tough because Gary Templeton was one of my favorite Cardinals. Sure. And then when they dealt him for Ozzy, it was like, oh, a guy that can't hit and field a little bit. And See, I don't think of him. Gary
0: Templeton in St. Louis. I think of West Coast Gary Templeton when yep. I think of him.
1: Yep, yep. No, he was he was going to be the guy in St. Louis until they found a. I mean, he could hit. The right. thing About Templeton is he could rake, and uh, Ozzy couldn't. But goodness gracious, he was so he was so. People haven't watched him now because they think he was a slap hitter shortstop. You need to go watch him
0: play. Yeah, that's not true. So. My first love was definitely Kirby, not just my black lab, but he is named what he's named because of Kirby Puckett. I still did the sign of the cross every at-bat of my slow-pitch softball career into my 40s because Kirby did it before every at-bat, and I started watching when I was 7. So he was definitely my first love. He was also my first love because I think it took me to age 10 or 11 to even acknowledge that it was okay to like somebody outside of your favorite team. And then after that, Paul O'Neill became a huge deal to me. And more so, Paul O'Neill, the Cincinnati Red, than Paul O'Neill, the New York Yankee, because the New York Yankee thing still made me cringe. Yep. But I still loved Paul O'Neill the whole way through. So those yeah. are those are my two guys.
1: And and that's a good one to love because it really set up the rest of your baseball career because his personality style was what made him different.
0: Right, and his personality style. You you were tongue in cheek talking about Rodman versus me. Paul O'Neill's personality and mine probably aren't all that different. <laughs> he's in broadcasting. He's a little bit whiny when things don't go his way. I'll own up to that. He had a very tight relationship with his dad, wrote a great book about it. I'll own up to that as well. I look at myself and see a little bit of Paul O'Neill.
1: Now, can I cheat here a little bit? Because I already gave you my favorite, uh, first favorite, right? Sure. All right, so I'm going to go all-time twin and give you my second all-time favorite. Okay. Steve Carlton. Now, Steve Carlton is a twin only For the 10 minutes that he was a twin? Right, but because he was, I can throw him in there too because I would watch Lefty throw you know, curveball after curveball after slider on the people's back foot. And they had no chance. And it was always like, man, if we could just get that guy. Right. And we did. And And my dad said, I
0: think he won one game as a twin.
1: My dad would say, we had him. Yeah. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, remember, we're Cardinal fans too.
0: It's, it's the Roger Dorn theory. For those of you that love the movie Major League, wish we had him two years ago. We did. Four years ago then.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's a bit of cheating, but I'll take it.
0: Absolutely. And I'll allow it as well. So what about current twin? Because this roster is fun. We're going to talk a lot in the second hour about what this team may or may not bring to the table. A lot of national excitement about the twins. I hope certainly that there's local excitement too. But on this current roster, your favorite twin is whom?
1: Well, you heard my frustration in the car. I This is a simple answer for the last seven years. It's so frustrating now to say Byron Buxton, right? Because Buxton still is my favorite twin. Right. But come on already. <laughs> so, I, I mean you. it's it's I suppose that doesn't change
0: anything. Mine has changed, and because I root for this guy so hard and he just looks like he has all the tools and all the abilities, and now I just hope he gets the opportunity, and it sounds like he's going to to either put up or shut up. And it's Bailey Ober for me. Yeah. I watch him pitch and I'm like, man, you are going to be so good. And then sometimes you watch him pitch and go, or that Or that. But he's Kyle Gibson. But I think he's going to be better than Kyle Gibson. I think he's got better mechanics. I think he's a little better between the ears. I think Kyle Gibson at least looked like you could beat him mentally, yeah. and then you could beat him as a pitcher after that. So I think it started last season, but I am president of the Bailey Ober <laughs> fan club.
1: <laughs> On the boat,
0: huh? Absolutely. Captaining
1: the, the love ship Ober.
0: No question. All right, so two down, two to go. The NFL, this is tough because... So many players on a roster, so many years you follow, so many years of frustration as fans of the Purple. Go ahead. Your first love in football. First,
1: my first love in football. That's a long time ago. Um, Let's let's not do that first.
0: I was going to say, Dave's first love in football so long ago was the leather helmet. But my first love in football, I'll just go ahead and say it, and I've talked about this before. He's been on the show. It was Tommy Kramer. And it was a tie between Tommy Kramer and Anthony Carter because those were the two jerseys I had in elementary school. And you could find me in class pictures. You could find me in Christmas card pictures. Rocking one or the other. So, again, I didn't acknowledge players from other teams until I was at least in fourth or fifth grade. I was a homer to the nth degree. People still say it about me on this show, and I wear it as a badge of honor. So my first is a tie between Anthony Carter and Tommy Kramer. So if it's jersey wearing, I, I was gifted an Alan Page jersey yeah. in there somewhere. He's your favorite bear of all time?
1: No, no, <laughs> he's not. But, I mean, he he's... A bigger deal now than he. I mean, this is going to sound terrible. He's a bigger deal now to me than he was when I was a kid, and I loved football before the mid '80s, and so that's really, really hard. Um, My my first love is probably going to be. We're we're just going to say Alan Page, even though I don't necessarily think that's true, but I can't think of anybody else. All right, it it might be Joey Browner. Yeah, but. I mean, I'd been watching football for. Off the air, I'll tell you a story years. about
0: what happened when I met Joey Browner. It makes oh, me realize I, just how physical the game of football I, really I've, is. I've
1: done the same thing. I had him in a meeting once and it was like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. I think I can get your all time non Viking easily because you've been a Reggie White Bobo as long as I've known you.
1: Yeah, that's funny because there are a couple. Kellen Winslow, I was a Charger fan, right? Kellen Winslow was absolutely stunning, amazing. Jim Kelly is probably the original Dave-style quarterback, you know, brash and and all that. But, yeah, it's it's the minister of defense. Like, not only a great guy, but probably the best defensive player I've ever seen.
0: Right. So for non-Viking all-time favorites, I'm going to give you three. So I'm cheating a little bit here by giving you a growing number. But I'm going to give you two that are legit stars, and you're going to go, okay, most people like them, so I'm not shocked. And then I'm going to give you my version of, like, a Baker Mayfield or a Johnny Football where you're going to go, People make fun of you for liking that guy? Because I'm going to. So my two stars are Tom Brady. Obviously, everybody knows yeah. that I liked him. And yeah. again, before everybody says, well, you're bandwagon. No. Again, my grandfather on my mom's side is was, may he rest, the biggest Michigan fan that I know. Plus, you wear B on your so shirt all the time. When Tom Brady was at Michigan, I was told, granted, I was told to like Drew Henson as well, but I was told to like Tom Brady, and I did. And it just never Dude, stopped. Hi, right. Things just never stopped. my my grandfather's life unfortunately did in 2001 but he ingrained a lot of theories in me and that one stuck so Tom Brady was one of the first for me certainly in terms of non-Vikings the other one Larry Fitz because I just admired his game I only liked him more when I found out he was one of us I had friends in Duluth who knew him because they'd gone to school with him so I just felt some sort of connection even though I had none with Larry Fitzgerald Jr.
1: Listening to his dad on the fan you know, right. When the fan was still young, right. Larry Fitzgerald Sr. was always on.
0: And then the third one where people can make fun of me because some of my friends already do, and I hope they're listening and chuckling because they called him Vinny Barberino because I loved Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> whenever he Vinny wasn't, Testaverde. Whenever he wasn't playing for Tampa Bay because back then he was in our division, so I didn't like him then. But every other team that he played for because he looked like he should be able to do nothing, and he was always serviceable or slightly better than that, I enjoyed Vinny Testaverdi. And our noses are about the same size. You,
1: you say Vinny Testaverdi, and my first thought is Vinny Ferragamo. Right. Because when I was a kid, he was also a player yes, uh, who could throw the ball all over the yard. And Burt Jones for the for the Colts, he was another guy that I remember when I was a kid. So the, the other teams are easier for me than the Vikings, like when yeah. I was little.
0: All right. So my favorite all-time Viking is easy. It's Chris Carter, and it's number one with a bullet for me massively. My favorite current Viking... Boy, it'd be really easy to go J.J. because it's just you marvel at what he does. He's your most productive. He's the guy you expect the most from. I'm not sure he's my favorite. My favorite disappeared this year because I was president of the K.J. Osborne fan club. And where did he go? I thought we were okay letting Thielen walk. You could argue that they were anyway. But I thought the reason was going to be K.J. Osborne. It wasn't.
1: Yeah, it, it really, he disappeared, didn't he? I mean, he's the reason they might draft another receiver. Right. Um, but the uh, my all-timer is Millard. Um, it's Anthony Carter after that, and then it's Browner. It's Millard with a bullet, though, by the way. It was from the minute they drafted him. He's the first if, guy. If anybody
0: I, wondered that, they should have been at the Super Bowl party at Pier B where Dave got to meet Keith Millard. Yeah, Kid a, in candy store.
1: First guy I ever um, looked at in the draft, right? And I was like, that's the guy they got to get, and then they drafted him. Um, but i mean, people so undersell Anthony Carter. He was so gifted. Um, that—that's the guy. Uh, currently, dang Brian. Um, it really might be. Um, it's probably Deniel. Um, because I like Wanam. But so we're
0: both running the risk of say goodbye to your favorite player in the next few months. Truly, yeah. truly,
1: truly, truly. Let's get thinner in these in these positions, can we?
0: All right, so we do this all the time to hockey because, again, I followed it the least, and you disconnected from it With the North Stars walked. So very quickly, because we're a little bit late in getting to Dave Hoops, your first love in the sport, your all-time Minnesota player can be a Wild player, can be a North Star player, and then current.
1: My first and and uh, all-time are the same guy, and that's Neil Broughton um easy um and yeah that was the question right first and favorite yeah that's that's the guy
0: all right how about current member of the wild
1: i love rossi i just think he's gonna be the guy and it's that's more than Faber, by the way
0: all right so you're gonna love me for my current favorite because it is favor and for a bulldog fan to go with a gopher yeah, as their favorite I'm is impressed. is really some sort of evolving on my part uh my all-time favorite minnesota player was brian bellows Should Darby? i just appreciated the way that he played the game and again Back as a kid, you can like players for just silly reasons. And Brian Bellows had the first name that I had, so that was good enough for me at times. My all-time favorite is Ray Bork.
1: Oh, that's a good one. And I wonder what letter he wore on his shirt.
0: It was the only hockey poster that was professional that I ever owned. Back in the day, I had a lot of UMD stuff, but I did not have pro hockey players on the bedroom wall except for Ray Bork.
1: Yeah. I had Mike Madano on the wall when he was drafted because, again, draft pick.
0: And, again... My favorites were very rarely the star Brian because, Lawton, again, too, you try to way. emulate things, and I've never been the star. Look at this show. There's Dave Cook, and oh, yeah, then there's me.
1: Yeah, right. That's how it works, Brian. Everybody agrees with that. So we're both going to defer to Dave Loops.
0: <laughs> He's next. We are the Northland Sports Page, a late Valentine's Day. We're talking about all the sports and players that we love. Stick around. We'll be right back. Back here on the Northland Sports Page, it is February 17th. Happy Saturday morning, but we're pretending it's still February 14th here on the Northland Sports Page. A little belated Valentine's celebration. Entire first segment was about the players from the teams that we love the most all time and current. I'll tell you what the team I love the most is our team here at the Northland sports page, because we love the sponsors that add to it.
1: A hundred percent. Let's start with the original love, right? Arola architecture studio, hoops, brewing, OAR holdings, Kraus heating and cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer advantage, screen printing, advantage emblem and screen printing. Let's do them both. Let's, we're going to do emblems right. and screen printing. That's, that's the, the advantage of being able to place. work with them. Absolutely. That's the place you got to go. Blackwoods Group, including London Road, their locations in Procter and into Harbors, Blackwater right downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and Comfort Systems of Duluth.
0: Absolutely grateful. Again, so in love with our sponsors. If you're interested in adding yourself to our team, let Dave or I know we'll help take care of you along with the folks here in sales at Town Square Media. But again, that team is constantly growing and we love that part of it. A guy that's been on the team for quite a long time. He's our wily old veteran at this point. The OG was Ryan Arola, but right behind him was Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. A little bit of a scare as we got his voicemail a couple times during the break, and I said, go ahead and call us. And it looks like he has. Dave Hoops, good morning, sir.
2: Uh, morning. I, I don't know what's up. It was just silent on my end, so I apologize about that. But yeah, here well, we are.
0: We'll see if we have a telephone issue as well, because I will tell you this. It took a long time to get the phone to ring, and then when it did, it went straight to your voicemail, so... Might be telling guests today to just call us. We're glad you did. And and good morning again. Post-mortem on the Super Bowl. Great game. Overtime game. Exciting finish. I'll say it was an exciting finish, but leading up to that, there wasn't much. But the fourth quarter and overtime seemed to redeem itself. Your thoughts on the big game?
2: Great game. Great defense. Um, You know, it was inevitable at the end that Casey would win because, it's Mahomes, And I just was a little disappointed cause Casey played, or I mean, uh, uh, the Niners played so well and I was lo- rooting for McCaffrey to get the MVP and then everything went south. I don't agree with that whole brouhaha about taking the ball or not and all that other stuff and them firing their defensive coordinator. I, I don't know. I, it was a great deal. I would be pretty salty if I was a Niners fan, but Nobody's going to beat the Chiefs. I mean, we've talked about this for weeks, right? It sure does
0: feel like the word dynasty can be used appropriately on them now. Certainly, I love what you said about part of San Francisco's aftermath, if you will. I do think there's a bit more debate to be had on whether or not they should have taken the ball. I'm not sure if that's the debate or if it's the debate of supposedly there's rumors out there that San Francisco was not aware of the new overtime rules for the big game, and that really could be a problem if that you're would Kyle be a Shanahan, shot at right? Box. But I do agree with you that I was shocked, speaking of you know things going differently than maybe you anticipated, but I was a little bit stunned by the firing of Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator for San Francisco, because, yes, that team has a ton of offensive weapons, and Kyle Shanahan seems to be the czar of quality NFL offense, but that team is incredibly balanced, and I like their defense too. Now, did they give up 30-plus to Detroit? Yes, they did, but they had Kansas City, for the most part, shut down. Now, if the theory is the game is passing Steve Wilkes by, that's one thing but I did not expect a defensive coordinator from either of those two teams, certainly not Kansas City, who won, and Spagnolo's a genius, but I did not expect Steve Wilks to lose a job either.
1: Well, how long did it take Steve Pagnolo to get his name under genius? Because there was a time five, six years ago when he was doofus.
0: But don't forget for the Giants, he was pretty good too. Yes. Where he goes, good defenses right. tend to pop don't up. Don't put him in charge. Right. That's the right. one thing He's I not learn. the head man.
1: Right. Um, you know, the thing with Wilks, and I read this the other day, Wilks runs a different scheme. Right. And so the players that San Francisco has maybe weren't used the best and other teams started to figure that out at the end of the season. So I don't agree with it either. But if that if you want to run a system and you bring in a coach that doesn't run the system, it's kind of on Shanahan. So if you're going to if you're going to have that, uh, you know, around your neck, you got to uh, you, I guess you got to fix it. Right. But I mean, that would be like if the Vikings fell in love with Flores's defense and we brought what's his name back from two years ago. With the same players, the the defensive coordinator we threw at the door, Donatel. Donatello. Yep, and we bring back a guy who runs when a different system. you said two system. years ago,
0: that's what got me a little bit haywire because he was the year before.
1: Right, but last year was year one, right? Okay. And two years ago sure. would have been him. Sure, So, um, but if you bring in a coordinator that runs a different defense and tell him, hey, do this, sometimes that's tough, tough for a coach to change, and I think that's what they ran in with Wilks. But, again, the guy who did the hiring is the one who did the firing. So,
0: All right, so Steve Wilks is out of a job. For the moment, football is out of season, but at the same time, there is no offseason in that sport. The Combine, I believe, is a week or so away. Free agency will be right behind that, and then, of course, the draft as well. But we can certainly move on to football, from football, I should say, because Dave Hoops, last name of Hoops, also loves hockey quite a bit. Speaking of loving things, Dave, I'm wondering if you caught the first segment because we talked about players that we've loved, both currently and all-time, sport by sport. I know you've got people that you've professed some love to as well in the world of sports.
2: No, that was a great segment and I was listening and my guys are they're all you've all heard it before, but yeah, I've got I've got people I've cared about since I was little and of course local team members as well. Um, but if you want to do hoops, I mean, you know, immediately for me it has never really changed. Dr. J, Kobe, MJ, and you know, we can talk about everybody else all you want. But my, my Minnesota Timberwolf surprises you a little bit, it's Wally. I, yeah. I always love Wally Zerbiak. That's you know what? It, it doesn't there.
0: surprise me because over the years, Dave Oops, how many times have you and I agreed and chucked this one up as well?
2: Oh, always. Yeah, exactly. But that was a great segment. And the Valentine's Day part is I can do without. But the, the talking about it after the fact is what I always used to do when I would buy my wife flowers a week later when they were normal price, which with her blessing. Ah, that, there
0: you right? go. Financial smarts. Plus, it looks more romantic because it's just because if it's not on the 14th, right?
2: exactly
1: <laughs> you know who, you know who we forgot brian and this is college days but the bo jackson brian bosworth uh combination bo jackson and brian bosworth were both favorites of mine i know you're surprised by the bosworth parts. no i'm style not of play but bo jackson is somebody that i i probably should have added and it could have added them in two
0: sports i agree i was talking about bo jackson just this past week with some friends of mine because we were talking again about a topic we've done on this show who's the best athlete you've ever watched and i said both sports I saw the Kansas City Royals at the Metrodome plenty, and Bo was unbelievable. And then I saw the Raiders beat the Vikings at the Dome as well, and Bo was a big reason why. So I agree with you there. Dave Hoops, something we're going to lean on you for is Dave Cook and I tend to be guilty of this on the regular. We do a lot of topics sport by sport, and hockey as much as we do love it because there's no question we do, but professionally it gets the short end. Tell us a little bit more about who we should have loved and who we should love now in that sport because I know that's wheelhouse for you
2: well yeah the the thing is though uh, same issue since he was a rookie I am the biggest team Mussolini fan you'll find, and you guys didn't mention him and you know it's it, you know it's the trifecta you know i think I think Sidney Crosby has become you know a little bit more of a, a, a less polarizing figure while Ovi gets all of the everybody dumping on him because he's ancient um. But he's he's not, and he's still going to hang around, and he's still probably going to get that record. But um, for the North Stars, did you guys talk about Dino? I mean, and not. Dino was kind of my guy, yeah. Um, but in general, in hockey, I just I always really like the, you know, like well, I mentioned Timo, but, um, you know, in the Sharks world, for me, it was, of course, Patty Marlowe, who's the lovable loser, and Joel Thornton because these guys can't get at Stanley Cup you know, AKA Chuck Barkley. Right. But I think those two players, um, kind of they, they were, they, they held the mantle high for hockey and they're not mentioned in this conversation and I'm biased, but I think they should be.
0: That's all right. That's what we wanted you to add to it. Speaking of the North stars again, I know I mentioned Brian Bellows for me and I was honest about it, but how about this for tell me you wanted to be a broadcaster without telling me you wanted to be a broadcaster because somebody could ask me, Hey Brian, who are your favorite North stars? And Al Shavers up the list for me. Yeah,
1: that's probably true.
0: So, Dave Hoops, I want to talk about something else going on locally because you're a big local community guy. We've talked about that. And, Dave, you're big with 218 Trades. I want to talk about 218 Days because those are going on right now, and Hoops Brewing is a big part of it. Enlighten us, Dave Hoops, 218 Days in full effect right now.
2: Yep. Full effect. We're, 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 part of it. We're, uh, we're giving away uh, coupons for free beers for anybody participating. And um, you know, we are <laughs> the hockey central location, really, you know, starting this week. Uh, Who is these play Denfeld? Yep. East and Denfeld right? on
0: Tuesday night on these airwaves. I will not be there. The legendary Tom Hanson will be in my spot. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, the 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 third seed East Greyhounds. <laughs> but I I'll, I'll be there and uh that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, 218 days. I hope it gains a lot of traction because that's what we're about up here. You know, the entire Northland really I, I don't know how far 218 goes, but is it does it include way up north? I was going to say as yeah, far as know. as far as
0: I know, I used to do college basketball games at Minnesota State University Moorhead. As far as I know, and that's 218 up that yeah, way as 100% well. 100% is so 218 has, yeah, yeah. has plenty of reach to it, and 218 Days, for those of you not familiar, I'm going to read basically the tagline right off their website, 218days.com. 218 218 Days is an Odyssey Resort-sponsored community celebration of what makes the 218 Area Code a unique place to live, work, and visit. And I'll tell you what, guys, truer words have never been spoken. It is a very unique place to do all of those things.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's Brainerd to Breckenridge to the border, all the way across to Grand Portage. I think two and eight. I don't think Pine City's two and eight, so Hinkley is not either. So, uh, I would guess you're probably sandstoning, and that's your square.
0: Right. So there's live music. There's various foods to take part in, if you will. There's artwork to check out. A little bit of everything, and you know, with all you do, hoops brewing with the makers market, etc. Two and eight days, I got to think is right up your alley, anyway.
2: It is. It's great. And, you know, we, we love all this stuff and we, we, you know, side note here next weekend, we have our own bond spiel at at the curling club, which is not two one eight days, but this is more ice sports and uh, yeah, anything related to what we're talking about, we're in and we're going to sponsor and we're going to uh, participate and we're going to do everything we can to support it.
0: There's no doubt about that. When it comes to local leadership, hoops brewing is certainly on that list without question. Dave Cook is never without questions. You've got great ones for Dave Hoops again today.
1: I've got a couple of them, Dave, and, and I've been trying to uh, squirrel around with these. And one of them came up while we were talking earlier. And uh, we were talking about teams that, you know, maybe have not had the year that you're, you're thinking that they should have. And I'm wondering what you think the worst thing you can call a team is. And I've got a couple of examples, like soft or quit or disinterested. What's, what's the worst thing you could say about a team? I mean, obviously without paragraphs, but in a word or a thought, what's the thing that if you say it, it's like a shot?
2: Well, you you gave a bunch of good ones right there. But I felt that that Packers game that the Vikings lost um, impressively, um, they didn't show up. And, and it was worse than disinterested, but it was – you know, we're done, we're mailing it in and we're professional athletes who don't give a crap or, uh, uh, what's Tampa Bay's, uh, superstar Help me with the pronunciation. The she what the, yeah. the all-star yeah. team? So was,
0: At first I was that like, which Tampa Bay team, but yes, go ahead.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, when they show that they're not caring and they show it, you know, tennis players do it quite a bit when they're, um, not going to win. And, um, You you hate to see that because it takes away the belief in sports and the last real uh, frontier of of sports. TV is the only thing real on TV maybe, so kind of. But then you don't feel like it is because they don't care and they're showing that they're not going to give the effort, and it's obvious. So mailing it in, kind of lame, but that's mine. No, I think that's
1: good.
0: No, I think it's spot on because I'm just going to use a synonym for that idea. I was going to use the word apathetic because – that, to me, is terrible when you can describe a team that way. I think it's just as bad when you can describe a fan base that way. You know, we talk about the Vikings and how often they break our hearts and what have you. But at least our hearts are broken. The frustration is there. The the energy that you dedicate to wanting that team to do well is there. A team in Minnesota that has struggled with apathy or of an apathetic nature for very long until probably this season or the year before, that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now we all care about them. Now we're all talking about, look at these guys. Years prior, it was, oh, yeah, we have an NBA team, don't we? I mean, no. apathetic to me is is the big problem. And I'll tell you what, some players maybe got accurately or inaccurately judged by that phrase, too, because you look at Joe Maurer, who is now a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm not even going to have that debate anymore. I'm tired of it. But there were times when he was cashing in his millions and grounded out to second for the millionth time on the season, maybe in a clutch spot, and you'd like to see him spike his helmet and look angry, and he just trotted back to the dugout. Part of that was just who he was, but that rubbed people the wrong way too. When we care and they don't, it doesn't go well.
1: Yeah, I remember being in a, in a marriage thing um, before we got married, and, and the guy said the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Right. And that, that uh, rings true for the answers that you get. Okay, Dave, as part of my job, I get a list pretty much every day of businesses that are closing around the state because uh, of one reason or another. And one of the things I've seen in the last two weeks is a lot of breweries are struggling right now, mainly in the cities, but a lot of them are struggling. What what causes a brewery to to start to struggle? I mean, it seems like it was such a good industry, and now it seems like maybe there's a thinning going on. What's what's causing that?
2: Well, quite a few things. Uh, I've written about it fairly extensively in our local paper, Um some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It's a great question. Um uh, before COVID we were so oversaturated throughout the country and, um, COVID really, really started the whole ball rolling. Um, and a lot of people, um, not just stayed home during COVID. They continue to a lot of people stopped spending extra discretionary non income that they didn't have anymore. And you guys, this is a good thing. Under thirties, they don't drink beer. I mean, in general, the the under thirty crowd. The New York Times did article about this just last week. They they call themselves sober. They're they're not drinking alcohol at all. They're using THC um, products. they stuff like that. But there's a lot less drinking of of generally just a health reasons. And so at Hoops, for example, we really embrace the NA thing, big and not being like a bar type um, atmosphere. But the other big thing is. We had 20 years of salad days. Well, this is a cyclical thing. Um, There's a lot of shelves just creaking full of of different choices. Um, Loyalty, brand loyalty, we have it, guys our age. Young people, not as much. It's just a it's a different generation and all the breweries are needing to pivot. There's a lot of very, very good, Mm -hmm. non-deserving breweries that, that shouldn't be closing, that are struggling royally. So um it's a tough thing but it's also about pivoting and it's about um you know finding new ways to embrace the public and and our place in the community which is i deal with this every day you do such a great job of that
0: i was gonna say you do a heck of a job with that speaking of closing we are closing the segment but hoops brewing is wide open tell everybody what the folks in our community and outside of it who might be tuning in right now can expect and can get their hands on today in terms of great beer
2: well, um, I mentioned last week raspberry uh, wheat was coming back. It's on tap now. Um, the cherry stout is sitting on um, 1,200 pounds of cherries. Uh, we got a brand-new batch of Munich lager, a brand-new batch of champagne IPA. You should come get that. And we're, we're doing some new things. The mill room is opening in a couple of weeks, our new kind of lounge private area where we can people can hang out. And, of course, we're going to be looking to add more fun stuff like bingo and some other things coming forward. But tonight you can watch the dogs maybe win. They played well last night. So all those things are going on.
0: Always something going on at Hoops Brewing. That's what we love about it. Dave Hoops, there are so many things we love about you. We appreciate each and every weekend. Let's do this again next Saturday. We'll talk about your bond spiel next Saturday. Unfortunately, with hockey playoffs, we won't be able to do the show from there. But we'll talk a little curling with you next week as well. Sound all right?
2: Yeah, that'll be great, and um, you enjoy all the work you guys are going to be doing. I'll be listening, so thanks for that. Thank you, sir.
0: That's our guy, Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing, one of our illustrious sponsors. We play buy or sell next. We make sure you buy everything our sponsors are selling. We are the Northland Sports Page. We'll be right back. Can't buy me love here on the Northland Sports Page. It's our version of a Valentine's Day show, celebrating it late here on the 17th of February. Time to play buy or sell Buy or sell today, Dave Cook, is going to have a bit of a theme. Now, the game always goes the same way. I'm going to give a statement about each of the four major sports leagues. If you agree, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell and you tell me why. But if you remember, earlier this week, I gave us two options for opening topics. We went with the love topic and dedicated this show to Valentine's Day. The other one that I suggested was, hey, pitchers and catchers reported, we're always excited about baseball. Should we talk about seasons that we've been excited about? So the theme today for buy or sell is very much going to involve excitement. And we'll still talk about excitement around baseball starting in hour number two. Seth Marsalek should be here relatively shortly. But just to prepare you... Hopefully, this is an exciting, air quotes, segment for you.
1: All right, let's get started. Which league should
0: we pick first, Brian? Well, that is your responsibility to tell me which order to play
1: it. Let's start with the National Basketball Association and try not to let it usurp the entire uh, thing.
0: We started the opening topic with the NBA, and all of a sudden, we were in scramble mode. We are time-wise anyway, so here we go. Buy or sell this. The Minnesota Timberwolves obviously had a great team roughly 20 years ago when they went to the Western Conference Finals. They have a great team right now, number one, in said Western Conference. Buy or sell that you're more excited about this season than you were 20 years ago for that team?
1: Wow. Um, you know, so the, that last team um, had our favorite son, right, in Garnett, even right. though he wasn't from here. He came as a kid. Um, and they hadn't done anything forever, and so you think this is going to change now. And then they, then two years later, they haven't done anything forever. Right. And we have another kid who is kind of ours because he came as a 19-year-old and, and so on. So the comparisons are ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to say the 2004 team because this team never felt as fun as that team. Right? When you had guys like... Cassell, who were really into it, and and Latrell, even when, when he was playing before he gave us can't feed the family thing, um, that team had joy, and this team had cat complaining to officials. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and Ant does that a little bit so you, as well. So
0: you're selling the idea of being more excited now than you were right. 20 years
1: ago. Yep. 20 years ago, was a different animal.
0: All right. I'm with you. I'm selling as well, but for different reasons. Part of it is on me. We'll call it self-inflicted. We just talked about in the first segment how much more, you know jovial or even impressionable you can be as a kid when it comes to favorite players. And I love this guy and I love this team and and love was thrown around as as a favorite word. 20 years ago, granted I was mid-20s so I wasn't a kid per se, but I could still easily do that. I could glom onto a team very quickly. So I think I was more excited just because of the age that I was 20 years ago versus now. I probably wasn't so cynical. I wasn't waiting for the other shoe to drop on everything. But the more basketball-related piece is we had playoff-proven players on the roster. You just went through them with Sam Cassell, been there, done that, with Houston teams that had won. Lachelle Sprewell was late in the postseason, seemingly every year of his career once he got to Minnesota. So you look at that and you go, there's leadership there. And even Kevin Garnett, although not exiting with a win in the first round per se, so I guess exiting is a poor word choice, but you know, not, never going beyond the first round, he'd still been there a lot. So they were very, very playoff-ready as a roster. You look at this team and I go, man, they're they're really good. But, man, they've never done anything as a group, and are they going to now? Right. Can
1: I tell you that I think I was most excited for the second Adelman year? Right. Because that was the team that had the promise. So that was like this team before the Gobert trade when all it was was promise and super exciting, and um, that Adelman team was like that. All we have is
0: up upward mobility. All right. So the NBA down, we did it relatively timely
1: NHL. Let's go
0: NHL. Again, the theme of excitement. You and I had a conversation leaving heritage on Tuesday after Duluth East beat Duluth Marshall in overtime. And we checked the wild score and they were winning again. And you and I had a discussion as to whether or not that was good or bad. The wild are hot again Buy or sell that you're more frustrated by that than excited
1: Uh, by like completely by I've told, I've told you I've said it on the radio, I don't want to be the eighth seed and get knocked off right away. I mean, that doesn't do anything for me. Now, if they go in as an eighth seed and go on a run and, and get to the get to the uh, conference championship game, call me and say, hey, how'd you like that? Because I will be totally engaged. But, I mean, how many times in the state do we have to go with mediocre? And, and that's what the Wild will be if they continue to draft 10th overall in an eight-player draft.
0: All right, so I'm going to sell that I'm more frustrated than excited. I'm more excited than frustrated, and part of that is, again, personal, because of the four majors, I follow the NHL the least. So I want something to get me involved in it and call it bandwagon, call it what you will, but but winning does that. And I just kind of want to see Bill Guerin have to make another tough decision. He's got enough personnel decisions as far as roster players that are going to be difficult. I want John Hines to make his life difficult, and if John Hines keeps winning— I think we thought this was a Band-Aid coach, and it probably is. But if they do make any sort of run, even getting in, Bill Guerin's going to have to think about it. And I just want to see how that goes.
1: And you will sign John Heights for a three-year guaranteed contract. Right.
0: Tover Davis and I have already called him Jack Adams many times. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Absolutely right. All right two down,
1: two to go. Let's flip to Major League Baseball. We'll finish with the big one.
0: All right. Major League Baseball. Rumors started circulating yesterday that Cody Bellinger and the Twins could be in discussions, could be a nice fit. We had part of this discussion on the car right here this morning. Buy or sell to the idea of bringing in Bellinger to Minnesota excites you.
1: Buy. Like, I think that his style of play, his power, his ability to play all over the yard, um, that'd be a great fit here. You'd have to win some 10 8 games, uh, which is what I told you in the car. And the only thing that really scares me about it is that it was last year just a bump in production because he had been okay. To not okay before then um but uh, he'd be a great fit
0: all right so i'm gonna sell and it's gonna make it sound like i disagree with you but i don't at all i do think he'd be a great fit here but if that happens it raises a lot of questions for me number one is the poll ads are barely known for making any major moves that have financial implications of course i think they're gonna make one more before this team opens the regular season if that's the one, okay, but I'd still prefer that it was more of a frontline starting pitcher or whatever's become the new in-vogue phrase of pitching depth. So I would be a little disappointed if their one big move remaining was a position player. The other thing is, yes, Cody Bellinger brings a lot. He's listed as an outfielder slash first baseman. It would be a Band-Aid to what if Byron Buxton can't stay healthy? It would be a Band-Aid to what if Alex Kirloff can't stay healthy? But my question then would be, is this really just the smartest insurance policy, or are those two not healthy and they're not telling us yet?
1: Well, that's very true. And the other piece is, is Matt Walner a major leaguer because he he played real well last year at the end of the season, but we've seen him for half a season. So uh, hopefully he is, but we really don't know. And, you know, each pitcher that's left has warts, but, man, Blake Snell would look good. And Did you see I got it right? right. Blake Snell would, would look good, and, and Jordan Montgomery would look good. Now the difference is Snell would put in as your number one and Montgomery is a clear three. number two. Right. Um, but, I mean, depth in the starting staff is a big deal. But, man, Cody Bellinger, if he's hitting well, like he makes your roster arguably beyond the Yankees the best roster in, in majors.
0: All right, so the NFL to close. This one isn't as exciting. This is kind of where the theme yeah, dropped. But that. we did talk about it with Dave Hoops with the Niners-Chiefs-Super Bowl aftermath post-mortem type discussion. Buy or sell. Here, I'll try to phrase it with exciting still in it. Yes. Buy or sell that Niners fans should be overly excited with anger at Kyle Shanahan's coaching in the Super Bowl performance.
1: They should sell. Um, you, th- this goes back to our conversation before the Super Bowl. The Niners could blow out Kansas City. Kansas City, if they win, they're going to win close. And that that's what happened. You know, Shanahan plays a game that focuses on staying close. He's a power guy. Well, if you can't run away from a team and and the other team has Mahomes, I mean, you're asking for it. I don't think you can be mad about his coach. The only thing that's goofy is the I didn't know the overtime rules. That's right. the one thing that you, you step back and you say, well, what's, what, then hire somebody that does. I was going
0: to say, I'm 100% with you on that piece. I'm going to sell that you should be angry at Kyle Shanahan as a coach in any way if you're a Niners fan because this guy has gotten you to a Super Bowl... With Jimmy G, who apparently has PED issues as of yesterday, exactly. and then I still think Brock Purdy is a talented quarterback, but he still got you. Kyle Shanahan did do a Super Bowl with a guy that is pegged as Mr. Irrelevant has made him relevant. So Kyle Shanahan can do some great things. There's certainly a Super Bowl bugaboo with two losses as a head coach, albeit to the Chiefs. So who's not losing to them these days? As Dave Hoops told us, and then Kyle Shanahan was the OC behind the twenty-eight-three collapse for the Falcons as yeah. well. So there's something with a clutch gene that may not be there, but I'm with you. The only part that you can be a little bit upset about is the, I didn't know, the ignorance or the lack of awareness of overtime in general is alarming in some way.
1: So here's a question for you based on what you said. Um, Can the Barry Bonds voters, will they not vote Jimmy G into the Hall of Fame? Oh, wrong sport. Jimmy G would be a Hall of Famer in baseball. Never mind. Keep going.
0: Well, wait, Jimmy G could get in on the first ballot in baseball because didn't he have one or two great seasons that's, and that's we just exactly, learned that's all the, you
1: need. It's the PED thing now that would get him. Everything else would be good.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think? Was buy or sell exciting enough for you? Because I tried to merge the opening topic we didn't choose into the show today anyway.
1: I like the first three. Football's tough. I yeah. mean, it's it's over with and you weren't going to talk to me about the draft. So,
0: Right. Well, time was of the essence there and it's not time for the draft yet. You got almost two months. Oh, Meanwhile... No. We continue with the love theme today, even on Buy or Sell. It's For the Love of Money, the OJs. That's one of my favorite tunes out there. We are the Northland Sports Page. Hour one is done. Hour two is next. Stick around. We'll be right back.